Hello, I'm CM Conway, the filmmaker of the witty and poignant indie, How to Successfully Fail in Hollywood, now on Prime Video, and FunnyFailureFilm.com. On this now monthly podcast, we celebrate funny flubs, bodacious blunders, and miraculous missteps that happen to us as artists. So hone your funny bone and let's get started. Hi, welcome to the show. Our podunk little podcast is inspired by our grassroots independent film, How to Successfully Fail in Hollywood. The film is also inspired by my fabulous flubs. The diverse and inclusive film is an ode to friendship and those that keep us afloat when the waters get a little bumpy. The film follows Ellie and her best friend, Ben, who are unknown actors and bold dreamers trying to make it in the industry, climbing that ladder, doing everything they can to increase their odds of success. They're both on an entertaining, insightful, and enlightening journey of trying to find their own true identities in the gilded city of Tinseltown. They represent most of the industry itself. The journeyman actors and artists who are courageous and who might slip up every now and then and have to get back up and get back out there and try it again. And that's what we try to do on this show. So if you're an artist and you've had a mishap that's happened in your creative journey and you'd like to share it on the show, Please go to funnyfailurefilm.com and click on share your story. Today I'm going to share a story about an audition that I had a few months before I moved out of Hollywood. Now I lived in Hollywood for years and then I moved out to my roots here in Northern California. That's when the idea came to start writing about my experiences that became the film. It started as a novel, then it became a screenplay, and then it became the little indie that could. So a few months before I moved out of Hollywood, I was completely agentless. And I got an email out of the blue from a casting director. Now, at the time, I was the leader of a country line dance group. And she must have seen me as the main contact for this group, and that's how she knew. And it was for an international commercial audition. And I hadn't had an audition in a long time, so it seemed like a miracle to me. It was for a well-known brand, and they were pressed for time looking for experienced line dancers. And I invited some members of my country line dance group to the audition too. At the audition, we were put in groups and it was unclear what line dance we were actually doing. We were told to rehearse a dance called slap and leather, but there are a few different versions of this dance depending on where you learned it or where you're from. So my group was practicing and the version I was doing was different than what another gal was doing, so my head started to race. The last thing I wanted was to be distracted with steps, and I will tank the audition for sure. 
but the casting director came out and announced that we can do the electric slide when we go into the audition. Oh, glory be. I knew this one cold, and there's commonly only one method, so I was so relieved. Now, I love to dance, so it didn't feel like an audition. In fact, the weekend before, I was out line dancing, so this was second nature to me. I wore my funky cowgirl hat and auditioned with a group of gals and did what I do when I line dance. Have a great time. The casting director thanked us and said we all seemed to be having fun. Now, I've learned the hard way that you never know if a casting director is just being nice or telling you the truth. So I smiled and thanked her and left. That night I was actually going out line dancing again at a local hotspot and didn't get a call or hear anything. And I thought, well, I definitely would have heard something if they wanted to call me back since they were on a pretty hurry timeline. The next day in the morning, I got a call from the casting director. They wanted me to audition again that afternoon this time in front of the director and his team. I was very excited. Dancing in a commercial, absolutely fabulous. I went into the audition wearing the exact same outfit that I had worn the first time. I guess I'm a little superstitious, but I've always heard, try to do what you do in the first audition when you get called back. And so I didn't want to press my luck because I felt whatever I did the first time worked. And when I entered in the room, the director was just behind the door. And he looked at me and he pointed and he said, Oh, it was clear he recognized me from the tape of the first audition. And it sounded like some sort of compliment. There was a group of people sitting against the wall. It must have been the agency of the director's team. And the director sat at the table in front next to the cameraman. There were three other dancers there in a horizontal line in the center of the room. The cameraman said my name and asked me to go to the end of the line of the small group closest to him and the camera. Perfect, I replied. Then the director did this thing that directors do when they fish. Remember, the minute you are in the room, you are auditioning. I don't care what your grandmother tells you or your grandfather might say. Every interaction in there no matter how menial, has meaning. The director casually brought up the history of line dancing and did we know it started in a certain country. I was feeling particularly goofy and good-natured that morning since I was fresh from involuntarily not auditioning, well, for a while. The other actors didn't seem to know what to do with that information, so I piped up and said, I didn't know that. And in my head, I'm thinking, it didn't really sound right. Because of the country he mentioned and what I knew about line dancing didn't seem to coincide. But the last thing I wanted to do was to correct the director in front of the entire room. But later I remembered that the casting director said in the first audition that the commercials director was really wanting the real deal. People who were true blue line dancers. And I think this little trivial tidbit was the director's way of fishing out who knew the actual history of the dance. Sometimes in commercials, if one of the crew or team isn't an expert in an area featured in the commercial, it makes it easier and it saves them time and money for them to hire actors who are. 
And since I was in good humor that morning, I just felt happy. And I can't explain it except that dancing is one of my loves. And I felt very much in myself when I was there that morning. In fact, the guy next to me needed to be reminded of the dance quickly before they rolled the film. And this was in front of the team, mind you. So we briskly went through the moves and I ended up being the informal leader of the group somehow. The other two dancers seemed a little less experienced as well. And then they begin the music. And they started rolling the film. And all four of us stepped in unison to the electric slide. And the guy next to me was dancing his heart out, jumping up and down. And I did swift kicks over his head when he was ducking down. It was a lot like when I actually line dance, feeding off the people around me. And I'm like most people, sometimes something just takes over when I dance and the music started and everything just disappeared except the dance, including the team of people observing us. And I was whooping it up and having fun. And I felt the music and moves go all the way through me. I forgot I was in an audition, quite frankly. And I was doing what I love to do, dance. And when we finished, they thanked us. And I thanked them while leaving the room quickly and professionally. I felt I did what I went there to do. And when I drove the short ride home in Los Angeles, I sat outside on my patio under a palm tree and an enormous peace came over me. I sat for over an hour with nothing but this contentment and it was just another sunny day in Hollywood, but I had a burst of warmth inside. And though I didn't get that commercial, I got something that day that was much more enduring. Hollywood saw the writing on the wall and knew I was leaving. The audition and callback was a noble last ditch effort to get me to stay. And I felt that besides knowing that the money for a commercial like that would have helped out, I didn't have any personal investment in getting it. My own joyful experience of that audition trumped whatever role they wanted me to be. And that was a first for me. I was fancying my heart out to my own tune. I thought to myself, I just auditioned for something that could not have been any closer to who I really was. I wasn't acting anymore. I was just me. Thank you for joining us in the How to Successfully Fail in Hollywood podcast. Copyright by Showstoppers and FunnyFailureFilm.com Intro and outro song, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star by David Mumford. Until next time, remember, mistakes makes art more interesting.